the very important quarter of a century mark episode of the Collar and Elbow Wrestling Podcast. That's new. Yes, I know, right? 25 episodes in. Can you believe it? A year ago, it was a year a year and some change ago, we started on this journey. And, you know, look at us now. Uh, a whole 25 episodes in. Can you believe it? The average is not good for that length of time. We're not putting out too much product to qualify. To be fair, I was not in the country. I was kind of in a war zone, so that shouldn't make up for some of that. We have struggled a bit. Put your arm. Well, we're here, bubs. 25 episodes in. I think our quality and our quantity has increased from where we were sitting in August of last year. A lot of stuff has changed. we We were cranking out like... An episode a month at some point. <laughs> there was a couple months where we put out nothing. Right. And that was a waste of $12 at least. So try and get some my money. of your hard-earned contractor money, you filthy contractor. Yes. So I know. Well, I made a lot of that money too. I bought this done. house. You did. We're done with that though. We're back into real life. Yes. And I'm excited because we're on 25 and we got hundreds Just more so you know, go. we are sponsored by – where's my name tag? Ugh. Boom, Kenneth Oakland, Central Key in Plano. You guys should be glad that these are not video recorded and I don't upload these as videos because you'd see his stupid face putting up his what? little name tag that says, oh, my name's Kenneth, like official I need name, a, Kenneth. It says sales consultant, but that needs to change to internet manager, bubs, because boom, I'm moving up. Just like our podcast, I am moving up in the world of we'll auto see, sales. We'll see if you take off or you're just a bust like Baker Mayfield will be. We will see. Time will tell. Speaking, speaking of taking off and people being bust, that's kind of what we're going to discuss today. Okay. Uh, something I've I've kind of wanted to talk about, and uh, I know I'm kind of leaving you know been leaving you in the dark about what we were going to talk about this week. But man, apropos to this this group, you know, you and me, we're, we're talking the Marty Janetti of popular tag teams and what that means is the guy that kind of got pushed by the wayside you know when you think of the rockers you think of Shawn michaels right that's really the first thing that pops in your head but there was another guy there was marty janetti he took us when they broke up yeah when they broke up what happened what happened to old marty he went uh, mid card lower mid card and then he phased out Exactly. He didn't amount to anything. What happened to, to old Shawn Michaels? I mean, look, you're a fucking mark, but he ended up being one of the better in-ring performers ever. and uh, <laughs> One of the better? How about one of the best ever? Doesn't that mean the same thing? He's really good. He's a fucking great, whatever. All right. But yeah, anyway. And that's I, what I already, we're talking about. I already see where this is going to go, right? We're going to be ta- – we'll bring up a lot of tag teams and stables of, of guys that we, that we cared about. And what's going to happen is Ken here – Ken's going to be bashing these dudes and saying, oh, they became absolute doo-doo and trash. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to be like, yeah, no, like Stevie Ray. those dudes, ew, those dudes, <laughs> those dudes, I'm going to mark for a little exactly. bit because they ran the mid card forever and they didn't become world champ, but they still got some spotlights. So you're going to hear some different stuff here. You're going to hear some different perspectives on some of these I'm guys gonna that were attacking. I'm going to be bringing up trash. Okay, I knew it. You're so negative. I'm going to stay positive. Talk about the good you people are... that did some good things. Maybe not spotlight material, but uh, they couldn't reach the spotlight because they were they were Edge and I was Christian, okay? Yes, I am Edge and you are Christian. Right, and you can say that's true, but it's literally false. Uh, I, 
I'm the better looking of the two. I've got the higher upside. <laughs> well, we fall apart. I mean, all the wheels just... are off. That's you're lying a lot. Are you? Shut up. Anyway, <clears throat> yes. So I I already see how this discussion is going to go. We're gonna stop rolling it. up your sleeves to try. I'm to just sh- showing you why I am better physically. No. Look at that. I am. Let me just take this off. Oh. He's undressing. Oh. That's a polo shirt? Oh. Oh, get out it here. is a polo shirt. It says Kia because, you know, that's who I work for. We're not sponsored. I sold my soul. We are sponsored because this, I pay for this. And <laughs> we're sponsored by I get you, my <laughs> Fine, we're sponsored by Kenneth Oakwin, the internet manager. All right. Uh, that's who we're sponsored by. Good. Okay, so let's go ahead and just jump actually you know i want to talk a little bit about raw like we always like to do before we start these discussions i want to talk a little bit about what's going on right now in the world of wrestling and really right now there's not a whole lot going on i mean there's there's some ronda rousey talk she's she's going to be coming in soon a lot of talk about you know how's how is that gonna play out is she gonna kind of be a bust is she gonna you know Towards the end of her MMA career, she stopped putting in the hard work. Yes. And so... She started I getting hope- beating, beaten by people who had better prepared themselves. Yeah. So I'm hoping that she comes in to WWE wanting to put in the hard work. I hope she spends quite a bit of time at the Performance Center, you know, with Triple H and Shawn Michaels just learning about, you know, the business and how to perform and how to make a match. Right. I think it's inevitable that we'll see her eventually. There's been all this leakage of her contract saying that she's in the final stages of agreeing to it and to do some official stuff in the ring. And I think she will. When and if they ever do a Women's Battle Royal, that is the prime time to debut her and have her come out as that surprise type entrance if the internet doesn't ruin it for us beforehand. And then have her wreck shop because she's going to be a draw monster bub she's going to sell merch she's going to put asses in the seats because they're going to put her in a match at wrestlemania maybe a triple threat or something like that against high level competition and see if she alone just by name can draw because her style is going to be significantly different oh absolutely and i think it's going to be very exciting when she does kind of make her debut because it's going to you know how are they going to book her are they going to make her you know oscar 2.0 oscar strong Make make her Oscar strong. She's just going to run through people, kind of like she did in her MMA career. Um, and I think, like, and I've said this before, her aura it hasn't been fully diminished. So she still has that. You know, people still remember her as Ronda Rousey, the world beater. Yep. So I think that will play well into that and will help the WWE book her in that kind of manner. And I think that would be a smart way for them to book her. But I think they need to keep Asuka and Rousey as far away from each other as possible. Because when that match finally happens, it's either one of them is going to lose. And I think they'll both be undefeated at that point. And it's going to be for the women's championship. And I just – I get excited thinking about that as long as it's booked properly and Rousey looks good in the ring. Right, and I think then if that's the case, WrestleMania is a little bit too soon because we're already halfway through December now, and WrestleMania is in four months. So can't really make that kind of aura built for her to establish herself. So we might be talking maybe next year's Mania or later this year in a major pay-per-view. But as long as they book her, I think they'll make her a submission specialist or like a knockout queen of sorts where she's just literally knocking kids out. 
because she's got that kind of that kind of presence and ring ability. So how they use her will be important because she's going to draw, though. People are going to pay attention to her at first, but they're going to stick around and care if her ring work is there, and that's really all up to her. And I think they'll they'll make her kind of the submission specialist because that's how her MMA career mm-hmm. was. Because uh, they've already got Oscar booked as the most feared women striker, you know. So I think they're going to have that that interesting dichotomy between the two, where it's going to be striker versus grappler. It's going to be you know Oscar versus Rousey, and it's just going to be kind of like a brawl. Right. But you know, you you mentioned how close we are to WrestleMania. There's another show that we are very close to that has some huge wrestling implications to it and that show i am talking about is in the the land of the rising sun and i'm talking about wrestle kingdom yes bob's january 4th i think fourth or sixth or something like that Man, we're, we're so close we're, we're a month right away the from a uh, what is being billed as a uh, double main event at least by chris jericho i think this could be like bigger than last year's wrestle kingdom this, this naito be- and okada are you kidding this- me I have Give said me that. that this match will be better than an Omega match from last year. It can be. If they both want to do it, it can be better than either Dominion or Wrestle Kingdom between Omega and Okada last year. But uh, I'm so excited for that match. I'm also excited for the <clears throat> star power of Chris Jericho up against Kenny Omega. But more importantly, not that match, but the second match. There's, there has to be a second match, and everyone's thinking it could be in a WWE ring down the road. I don't think that's very likely. I still think... I think this is a setup for re- for the Royal Rumble. It makes sense if it is, but that's that's a reach, though. You're talking about it's WWE you, negotiating contractual wins, agreements with new, with New listen, Japan. You can have Chris Jericho win at at Wrestle Kingdom, absolutely, and then come and he he is a surprise. Let's say even if he's not a surprise entrant, he can be a surprise entrant in the Royal Rumble, and then you have Okada come out. And just ruin his Royal Rumble chances. Okada? Omega. Omega. Sorry. Omega. Okay, let's give you a drink. Oh, could you imagine? No, no, no. That that can't happen. Could you imagine that, though? No. (laughs) That's not going to happen, but man, that could be... I I think Naito wins. I'm just going to go ahead and make this prediction now. We will have a prediction show show for for Wrestle Kingdom. I'm very excited about that. Um, But I think Naito will... Will take yes. the title from Okada. It's time for Okada to to drop the title and go on the chase again. Yep. And I think Naito's the the best person to kind of carry. He had the belt. Uh, yeah, I, th- I believe it was last Long year or the year before. No, it's it, been it, it was a, fairly been a recent. It was fairly, well. It wasn't as it wasn't super long ago. In fact, I'll go ahead and fact check myself on that as I'm talking. Right. But yeah, I mean. Naito can easily carry this company. He was someone that they thought could have carried the company years ago before they had him go on his kind of that uh, pilgrimage that they send their younger yeah. guys on to kind of find themselves. Uh, but, man, I am so excited for that match. That whole show, the 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 card is mostly built right now. Again, we're going to have a show about this. So we're not going to get into it too much. But that the card alone is going to be amazing. It's going to hold up to WrestleMania, not in, in length by any means, but um, the match work is going to probably blow WrestleMania out of the water, especially that match in particular, Naito. I, I'm picking it now as well that he will beat Okada. But it was I, last year in 2016. I was right. Okay. It was his only time holding the title. Who beat him for the title? Uh, it was Okada. Okay. So then it's time. 
Naito has had this this grind for years now, and it's time for him to have it really pay off at, at their major event. So that that'll be a great thing to see. But it's only a few weeks away. It's three weeks yeah. away now. And so. Naito's not young. He's thirty five. You know, now the go. time. Him and Omega are, are around the same age. Omega's a little younger. Uh, it's one of those two. You've got to put the belt on one of them to try and you know give them. You know, kind of use up that star power while you still have it, because mm-hmm. Naito's not going to be around forever. Uh, Okada, you still have, you Okada know, another ten, years twelve left. years with, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, you know, I think now is going to be the time they pull the trigger on taking the belt off of o- Omega Okada, uh, and Naito's the perfect person for it. But we will get into that at another time. Good stuff. I'm excited for that pay per view. But uh, aside from that, Bubs, I'm not, I'm not really interested in Raw or SmackDown. The storylines are really going to stay no. the same until what, what the did they do? What is going on? You have Elias have a an amazing mm. match, amazing match, uh, comparably with Roman Reigns, and then you just you book them to get kind of beat the hell up. Well, I mean, like, it's Braun though. It's Braun. Braun does it, it to everybody. Braun. Braun did it to Roman. But why so, do it to Elias right now when, you know, he... Yeah, you don't want to stop a push from a guy like sense. that. You keep Elias hidden from a guy like Braun. Yeah. And even to make matters worse, <clears throat> not that it's going to make TV, but Jason Jordan beat Elias in New Delhi last night. So I don't okay. I don't know what that means. I don't, I'm not into Jason Jordan yet, but you need to stop hindering my Elias push like you guys hindered my Bray Wyatt push. I'm talking to you, Vince. You gave Bray the fucking title, and you took it out of his hands. Don't do it to I, Elias. I know. You were there. You were so excited. I could not have been more excited to see something live. I know. But it's the end of the but, year. We're not going to see a lot of stuff. Like, there's a real, no true no. excitement in the storylines. It's lazy booking. Jason Jordan kind of heel turn yeah. coming. He's kind of becoming that sniveling heel. Like, the other... Like a couple weeks ago, he, you know, oh, I'll fight Triple H, and then they were like, no, Triple H was like, no, you're gonna fight Braun, and he was like, oh, ah, my knee, ah, I can't, yeah. I can't fight him. He's like, my knee was fine when I thought I was gonna wrestle Triple H, but you know, it's I don't even know the way that they've done this Jason Jordan thing. I don't even know if a heel turn is gonna save the crowd from getting behind him in any fashion because they. I mean, all they do is boo him, so I mean, you might yeah. as well. It's a, lot of just hate, it. it's a lot of hatred for the person, probably because of the storyline of him being Kurt's son. That has been – it's a very aggressive storyline to use, and it might end up backfiring And it has general. not gone over. It hasn't. I, I mean, it looks like Chad Gable is going to be the better of the two now because Jason Jordan, <laughs> although he's good Chad in the ring, G- the guy can't Chad Gable actually has personality and, <laughs> you know, likability. I love Chad Gable. I'm still waiting for one of those heel turns between him and Benjamin. That will come soon, I hope, though. But not I think it'll after be Clash Benjamin. of Champions. It should be Benjamin, yeah. absolutely. Let's push Gable and see what he can do. But uh, aside from All that, right. not a lot of good stuff. You mentioned earlier before we started uh, <clears throat> your boy, Enzo Amore, and Nia Jax and that potential, yeah. I guess, angle they're going to do between those two maybe as some type of love feud and or she has his back or something like that. Do you like Enzo being still shoved down our – not shoved down our throats, but he's there. Do you like that? No. Oh. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of that. Uh, just you like Enzo? I don't know. You don't like Enzo? I don't like Enzo. I never liked Enzo. Okay. I was always a. I always liked Cass more. Sure. Uh, I think it was a real shame that Big Cass got hurt. Um. Uh, I don't know. I just the. I want less of a more. 
I understand why they're, they're they put them on TV. I understand good the use. entertainment yeah. factor. Uh, but personally, if I was running the company, I probably wouldn't have even. I mean, he's a merch seller. I can't. Yep, he's even, making good money on merch, man. So, but you know how much I love my management games that sure, I play. Of course. Yeah, I wouldn't have You're signed the greatest him booker all. ever. Oh, of all time. Hopefully we'll get a Drew Gulak thing coming soon because the dude has been improving a whole bunch. He has have a lot of guys in the cruise. Oh, his PowerPoint presentations. But, yeah, they they, they really, get me going. Really waiting I can't for wait him to, to, see to, to take over. <laughs> <laughs> Anticipation is killing me. All but, right, uh, It's in the crew. We, we've, so we've been mentioning a few tag teams here. You know, Shelton Benjamin, Chad Gable. Yeah. We mentioned Chad Gable and Jason Jordan. Yeah. Uh, I think this is a great lead-in to – uh, our subject matter for this show, Absolutely. which is the Marty Janetti show, is what I'm deeming it. I am not behind that naming <coughs> of it as the actual no. title. That's mean to Marty, but it's also accurate. So yeah, okay, thank I, you. Uh, I will okay. stick with it for now. Okay. Yes, and t- today we are talking about Marty Janetti's, and what that means is just like we mentioned. Don't shake your head. That's what that's what I'm calling it. That's what these people are. They are Marty Janetti's, which people. means okay. that they. I know I'm, I'm firing on all cylinders right now. I'm yeah, fucking heel. I'm hot. All right, so these people were not as you know they did not become as popular. They were not as important to the product as their counterparts, more famous counterparts, more talented counterparts. Okay. Uh, and really, I just want to have a discussion on who who are some people that you thought were the Marty Janetti of their tag team or groups. And you know what? You know, I, I'm doing a lot of talking right now. I want to open the floor up to you, Bubs. You go ahead. You you lead us off with someone that you find a, a, as a Marty Janetti. Okay. Again, you're thinking of this in the negative type terms, like these Marty, these Marty Janettis are terrible people. That is not my no, approach. So I'm when not I think, well, no, no you are. You're not, being negative. I'm when, when well, I bring, some of the people I'm going to name are are yes, they they. Did nothing. They're, they're due to. Okay, uh, then I'll leave those for you. So when I thought about this, when you brought this up the other day, and I knew we were going to start this episode for this, I thought about almost all the tag teams that we've talked about numerous times on this show from way back in the day through the Attitude Era, through through everything up until now. And I thought, who's the breakout star in each of these tag teams? And did they break out? And did that person that couldn't break out fall to, to nonsense? Or did they do well on themselves? So the first team that I thought of was a team that's traveled the world, that has all kinds of titles, and that's the Dudley Boys. And I thought, okay. Bubba Ray Dudley, Bully Ray. That's a good choice. I like a very that. successful individual, right? He did singles a guy. He had a, a great guy. He had great stuff in TNA. He's now doing Busted Open Radio. He's on there. He's he's mentioned all the time. He's much more active in social, on the socials at least. And, and he um, didn't have a terrible run as a singles guy in WWE either. No, that wasn't bad either. And he got a huge pop when he came back for that Royal, Royal Rumble in 2015 or 16, whichever one he came 15. back for. It was okay. 15. Yeah. So, and then I thought about my boy, your boy Devon, right? Reverend D. Yes. And running the, SmackDown. He's with running the SmackDown now in the back with the roadie dog, and he's doing things, and he's quiet, but he never would have or never did have a, a great individual career. As a tag team, they're one of the greatest, hands down, of all time, no doubt. But together, or separately, I mean, Bubba Ray is leagues above him. And it's really, I wouldn't say it's so much as a talent thing, but the charisma that a guy like Bubba Ray has sets him apart significantly from Devon. 
So you're saying Reverend Devon is not on the same level as Bully Ray? Not even Cavzilla, he's been and called. I, and I thought about a lot point. of these these very similar tag teams. I thought a lot the of The leader of the Aces and Eights. And even though I am a huge Farouk fan, he stands nowhere close Ooh. to JBL. That's true. Right? Ron, Ron Simmons, Simmons is first, Ron Simmons first is a black former, WCW yes. champion of all time. He beat World Vader champion. with a power slam, right? He did. And since that, he's become mid-card level. He ran the Nation of Domination, which was a successful thing. And he did a lot of... But he was ultimately outshined. Stuff. He was outshined by The Rock in that case. Yes. No and matter he, what group he's been a part of, he, he he always ended up getting outshined. Right. And part of it was due to age, I think, with the Acolytes thing, the APA, because JBL had a couple of years underneath him, and he had that great... You, you and I call it a great heel run as the World Heavyweight Champion. I loved it. it. It was a really good run, and he was exactly what they needed. But a guy like Farouk, maybe age was a factor, but he, he stood no comparison to John Bradshaw Layfield at that time. And his, his heyday had, had well passed him. And I will always like Farouk better than I like JBL. Yeah. But he couldn't stand to look with him. And I think age is a factor in that one, though. Okay. I, I liked JBL. Um, I just liked the Acolyte, the APA. Not when they were the Acolytes, but when they APA. were the APA. Yeah. In the back, smoking cigars. The beer, man. Crash Holly segments. Love Crash Holly. He's he's so big. He was so he big. Was so he was almost. He was over four hundred pounds. Over. Get it right. Over. Do that at such a small frame. I just yeah. never understood the density. Compare him to Bob Holly. Bob Holly had a much more successful career. Yeah, not, not title wise, but uh, no. Uh, <clears throat> but I I like your picks there. Um, you didn't necessarily go with people that were nothing because right. you know both Farouk and Devon they they had at least they have a some good resume. Con- yeah, they have a decent resume. Uh, Devon not as much as Ron Simmons. Right. I mean, you have to think Ron Simmons is a former world champion. Yeah. Uh, challenged you know Shane Douglas for the e- for the ECW championship. Yep. You know he was someone that they brought in early on to to give Shane Douglas credibility. Franchise baby. Every yes. time gotta mention that. I always if we if I can mention Shane Douglas at least once in every podcast. If we could have a full episode about Shane Douglas. Actually I'm gonna tweet him. Shane right now. Douglas, if you want to come on, on our show we need you. Uh, please contact us. Uh, tweet us for contact information. We would love to talk with you. By the way, we're sponsored by. Okay, anyway. Yeah. Uh, both guys had okay, you know, singles career. Devon did some stuff in TNA. Yeah. Um, he did have his Reverend Devon run, which you know wasn't very successful. However, nope. it did introduce another, you know, person that completely outshined him in Dave Batista, Deacon Batista. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yep. That didn't last long, thank God. But yeah, that was oh, a star. Yes. But you know, I, I I think those are two solid choices uh, to to put in the Marty Genetti category. So is it safe to say though? I mean, we're going to talk about a couple stables here, and well, I know I know that you want to go back a bit and talk about a guy who rode the coattails of Hulk Hogan. I know oof. you want to do that. Now they it wasn't a stable, Man. right? There was no officialness there. It wasn't. But uh, let's talk about this were, guy here, Bubs. Who am I speaking about? Uh, I believe you are speaking. Of, he he's a, you know, he's known throughout the world. He's he's a very hardworking. He's a professional man. He he mm. he's an honest, hardworking. He's in a great profession. You know, we're always going to need you know barbers in the world. Ah, uh, will. So, you know, him being around, 
you know, it was great. He, he's always going to have a job. But we are talking about Brutus the Beefcake Barber. Mm, love it. And, you know, as much as, you know, Beefcake had a, God, I, I'm going to only call him by Beefcake from now beefcake. on. Beefcake, okay. Beefcake had a great look. We can all agree to that, right? Um, he was best friends with, wow, who who better to be best friends with? Than Terry than, fucking Balea, that's who. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, if if those of you not in the know, that is, you it's know, Hulk Hogan, that racist son of a bitch. Anyway, um, I'm sorry. He was, was going to come on the show, but not now. Before. I'll cancel that episode. Terry, if you're listening, you want to be on the show, I'm just sorry. tweet us no, for Terry. your contact information. We would love to have you. Uh, anyway, Beefcake was Hulk Hogan's best friend, so... Anytime Hulk Hogan was in trouble, anytime Hulk Hogan needed a tag team partner, who was there for him? Beefcake. Beefcake was. Um, <clears throat> who was a shitty wrestler? Beefcake. Beefcake, Beefcake was. was. You know, can, can you name anything that he did in the singles world? Uh, I believe he had a win. He, he had some key wins at WrestleMania. I remember not, going through. We've gone over his WrestleMania victories, though, so you can't say he didn't get a victory or two. Yes, but God, he's terrible. I, I want to spend as little time talking about Beefcake as possible. This is okay. where I'm going to leave it. He was best friends with Hulk Hogan. Uh, <clears throat> he tagged with him a bunch to include at uh, WrestleMania Nine uh, before you know Hogan went and won the title off of Yokozuna. That was a terrible fucking. Yes. Yeah. But, yeah, enough of that. Beefcake is definitely a Genetti. Uh, one guy that I want to talk about that did absolutely nothing after he was – when he wasn't in a tag team with his much more successful brother, and I'm talking about Stevie Ray of Harlem Heat. Okay. I loved Harlem Heat growing absolutely. up. They were one of my favorite tag teams. Thursday Night Thunder, you can find them there. Oh, man. Booker T – was awesome. Uh, man, what was what was their finishing move called where Booker T would do like that front flip leg drop? Houston Hangover. Oh, Houston Hangover, yes. Or the Harlem Loved Hangover. It. Harlem Hangover. Harlem Hangover. And then he changed yeah, their Houston. front. Houston. Yeah. Um, but yeah, tell me tell me if you can think of anyone better to be a Genetti than yeah, Stevie Ray I, I of kinda, Harlem Heat. I kind of like that pick because he did absolutely nothing with his career, Bubs. He rode off. Together, they were good. He's the older brother of Booker T, right? So Yes, he's, he's, the, he's the person that kind of got Booker T off of the streets, mm -hmm. off of this path to, you know, nothingness, and got him into wrestling. And ultimately, that, you know, created a, hall, a future Hall of Famer, a six-time yeah. world champion, by the end of his career, you know, Booker T had, you know, I believe Booker T was a Grand Slam winner also in Booker the WWE. Is, yes. yeah. Booker, yeah. Um, but then you look at Stevie Ray. Stevie Ray didn't do anything as a single star, really. He didn't. Even when they broke up, he, he did some. He tried to turn heel. That didn't work in WCW. He, he tried to do some commentary. Uh, that also didn't work very well. And you can go back on the network and watch that. But yeah, man, Marty Jannetty and Stevie Ray have a lot in common. Okay, so yes, so Stevie Ray, when when they separated, I think it was after they separated, 
he did venture into mid card, right? I guarantee yes. it. I remember him wearing the TV title, so I'm sure he won it. I'm gonna go look. But what I do know about oh yeah, him, I believe he did about those two together, right? So together as as Harlem Heat, they have the record for most WCW tag team One titles. One of the, held, the right? most prolific tag team right. of WCW. So if I can get actual Google to load, it'll it'll confirm this for me. But I know that they are. At least record, you're not using my piece of shit computer. No, I, I have a little bit better than yours. But I'll try to get some validation to my words. But I, I I'm almost certain yeah. they have the record for most tag team titles in WCW. But aside from that. Compare him to Booker T's resume. Let's put their shit on a paper real quick because I love to do this. I think resumes tell a <laughs> lot about a person. So the, the whole five-time, 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 five-time thing that Booker T does, which is actually six. Six times now, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, is a huge leap and far above anything that you can imagine Stevie Ray ever doing. He never had the talent. He never had the athleticism. It was all – it all was based right on, on working tag team shit together with Booker. And he yeah, was a older. record ten times. They so, won the right, WCW so, tag team so it's, champion. It's ten, 10 times. times. They do hold the record for that. So you can't say that he's not an accomplished individual if you put it on paper. But uh, yeah. by himself, Booker T's guaranteed Hall of Famer, Grand Slam, one of the greatest ever. I mean, the dude's fucking great, but his brother's not. I mean, he and he was the PWI tag team of the year in '95 and '96. Makes sense. He was ranked number 67 of the 500 best singles wrestlers of the year wow. in 1996. I know. Okay. Believe did he help? Did he uh, have the, the TV title? He did have the TV title okay. one time. There it was. So, so that's it. Aside from so that, 11, 11 titles altogether in WCW. Plus, he's been in other organizations and won titles there, but nowhere near close. You, you go up to anyone and you you say, "Hey, here's two names." Yeah. You know, of wrestlers, who do you recognize the most? And you say, this person, Stevie Ray or Booker T. And people will all instantly be like, ooh, Spinner Rooney, yeah, Booker yeah. T. Who is Booker Stevie T. Ray? Who's that? Uh, isn't he a musician? Yeah. Stevie Ray Vaughn? Yeah. Honestly, I'm sure some people, honestly, that would get confused by that. Yeah. But great In fact, we just had Booker T here uh, in Fort Worth. We had a um, the 105.3 yeah. uh, radio uh, had a big party. Their yearly party and Booker T was a special guest there, not Stevie Ray, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, yeah, he's living off somewhere, yeah. enjoying his money. So that's a pretty good example. Yeah, now I want to I want to give you one that's going to split split a little bit of hairs because I'm a big fan of both these guys and I know you are too. And we brought this up already, but you tell me, <coughs> Edge is in, Edge has been in, inducted into the Hall of Fame. Yes. Will Christian? Yes, I okay. think so. You think he will? Now, yes. if we if we talk about resume type of shit, Christian left WWE, right? He left WWE, went and did some TNA shit. He held the NWA title. He did some successful shit as Christian Cage outside uh, of he WWE. Success TNA as Christian right? Cage. Now, does that success at all equal anything that Edge did, or does it put him so far away that they're really not connected to one another whatsoever? Because as a, as a tag team, they've had the probably the most success, you could argue, in WWF at least, and they put on some of the best matches. So together, they're great. But let's talk about them as individuals. Light heavyweight champion Christian was. I remember that. So I mean, you're bringing up a great point. Uh, Christian Cage did have success, you know, in the main event scene in TNA. Mm -hmm. Edge is an eleven-time world champion. Yep. Edge is a, I want to say, three or four-time Intercontinental champion. Okay. Uh, 
Edge has won tag team championships with people other than Christian. He's won with Hulk Hogan. Rated RKO. He's won. Rated RKO. He's... I just... There's no comparison between the two. Yes, Christian won a world title in the WWE, but that was mostly because of Edge. Because yeah. of Edge's retirement. Sudden that, retirement. That was, that was handed to him. I hate that they gave him that title. I... I hate it because I think he deserved it at some point, but it was just given the, to him just because the way they did it. Edge, was trash. Yeah, yeah. Christian definitely deserved at least one run with the heavyweight title, not no. the WWE title, but definitely the heavyweight title on SmackDown. Um, but yeah, the way they did it was just wrong. Uh, was definitely felt forced. But I think Christian. Christian has a great resume, and I, I can't call him a Marty Jannetty because he has had uh, really good success outside of the tag team. I mean, yes, he's been completely outshined by his counterpart, Edge, without a doubt. Uh, even in outside ventures, Edge beats out Christian. Right. You know? Edge has been in TV shows and movies – and the only way Christian can get on TV shows is if Edge is in that show. So I see your point on this. I just don't know if I could call Christian a Janetti because he's had real success apart from Edge. But nowhere near as close to Edge. Right, nowhere close. And in, in essence, we're kind of comparing two different companies because once he left, a lot of his singles success came with that NWA title and working in TNA and being a top guy there. But in his early days, like I said, he was light heavyweight champion. Him and your boy uh, Takamichi Noku going at it left and right. That was good stuff back in the day. But um, the resumes European don't, champion. Yeah, the resumes don't really match up too great. In the ring, I'm going to take Edge. On the mic, I'm going to take Edge. All that other stuff. But Christian deservedly is a step up from anything close to a Marty Jannetty. But um, Edge still in the spotlight for sure. So good one there, I think. Yes, uh, I understand your point. And yeah, I mean, you're thinking outside the box on that one for sure. And I'll give you, give you that one all day. Um, I want to go... A little different direction now. We've been talking about straight tag teams. Uh, so I want to kind of jump into a different different realm. And this one might hurt a little bit because we're going to bring up someone that, you know, he, I want to say he's a friend of the show just because we interact so much with him on Twitter. But, you know, when you think about one of the most successful groups in the 90s and early 2000s, one of the most successful stables really of all time, you think of none other than D-Generation X. Absolutely. Now, I love that you're going there. Yes, and now when you look at D-Generation X as a whole, D-Generation X as a whole, you've got Shawn Michaels and Triple H uh, as the original members with Rick Rude and China. That's right. So boom, you've got four Hall of Famers right there. All right, and then you add in later on, X-Pac is really the next member. Mm -hmm. And then you add in the New Age Outlaws, Billy Gunn and the D-O-double-G, Roadie Road Dog, became members of D-Generation X. The person that I'm singling out, and it it's not because I don't like him, because I love this guy. You know, I love his work on the mic. He's probably one of the best mic workers, you know, in the, in that group, and really of the late 90s. And that's Road Dog. 
Okay. Because I mean, even outside of Degeneration X, let's let's just break it down. <laughs> no, no pun intended. Break it uh, down. Okay, that yes. was clever. Sorry. Fuck. So sorry about that. But let's break it down. You've got Shawn Michaels, Hall of Famer, five-time World Champion, uh, Triple H, thirteen-time World Champion, four, fifteen. Whoa, fourteen. God, I don't know anymore. Mm, he's just got that, that number. Got I, don't all, I don't track him I think anymore. He's 15, something like that. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, man. Sorry, guys. I've Killing been me. Battling this. Yeah, it's it's terrible. China, future world. No, well, future Hall of Famer. Yeah. Uh, Intercontinental Champion. Yes, the only female to ever uh, hold the Intercontinental Championship or really any men's uh, title. Yep. Uh, at one point, Rick Rude was in there, and he's a. He's definitely a Hall of Famer. Yep, Hall of Famer. Uh, X-Pac. <clears throat> X-Pac has won the European title. Um, he's been in big feuds. He's, he's had that big win over uh, Razor Ramon. He was in the click. So, you know, that right there, you know, just gives gives him credence. Yep. Uh, Billy Gunn. Badass Billy Gunn. He's, overrated. You know, he's just won. <laughs> Legitimately Whoa. underrated. Yes, I love he's him. won tag team titles with pretty much everybody he's been with. Chuck Palumbo, you know, yeah, Billy and Chuck. They won at WrestleMania. Yes, um, it's my dude, and he's a King of the Ring winner, right? And they had a legit push planned for him, and it just didn't didn't work. He he has a win over The Rock. He does. He was Not in many a bad spot at the wrong time in '99. Man, too many, too many. Too much good power at the top. He couldn't yes. get up there. Yes. If the roster was kind of what it is now or what it was in like 2010, 2011, he definitely would have won a world title. And then it's then the road dog who, you know, I love the road dog. You know, he, he came up with, you know, Jeff Jarrett. He was Jeff Jarrett's roadie. Yep. That's kind of how he got his, his start in the WWF. But outside of his tag team work, I think he, he, he is a, a he's former an, intercontinental he's champion. He's an IC champ. He's a hardcore champ, yes. too. Yep. But other than that, I just don't think he's had the same success that his you know fellow DX brethren had. I mean, to compare him to the rest of DX, he's probably on the same tier as a guy like X-Pac because, I mm, mean, okay. The, the road dog has, I think, maybe he's recognized for better success as a tag team guy with with Billy Gunn and the Outlaws, whereas X Pac mm-hmm. is really just known for being involved in all kinds of stuff, but never really being the prominent guy. He's just out there throwing the greatest spinning heel kick in wrestling history, and then kind of skirting out of the ring. So okay, he he's a former hardcore, one time hardcore champion, one time yeah. IC champion. And uh, six-time tag team champion with Billy Gunn, and that's that's it. That's kind of the end of his yeah. WWF resume. He was a TNA tag team champion. Yeah, they uh, they did some stuff in TNA. He actually, I think, he Ron Killings. He also went after the NWA World Title. I think back in the day when the NWA title was still kind of prevalent, but uh, TNA's version of it was garbage. Um, the highest he was ever ranked. As a single star from PWI was forty six. Was that ninety? And that was in ninety nine. Ninety nine. Yeah. 
Okay, so I mean, you're considering him, though, of the group to be the Marty Jannetty of the group, though. Yes, I am. Because I, I think just X Pac is a X Pac is someone that people consider a potential Hall of Famer. Okay. Um, Billy Gunn is someone that had some success as a single star. Right, the King of Rings. You know, someone that was a big thing. Yes. Even back then, it was a big thing. Yeah. Um, and then Triple H and Shawn Michaels. There's just no comparison. Those are two of the best of all time, with one being potentially the best of all time. Right. So when people look at the Road Dog, they think, I think they automatically think DX, and then at the same time they're going to think New Age Outlaws separately, though. Like New Age yes. Outlaws did this, and they also did stuff together as Degeneration X. So the Outlaws, one of the best tag teams of the Attitude Era, probably the best of the Attitude Era, at least that they got the push for being that way, and a lot of success. They rarely lost, and they always look good doing it. But yeah. um, the Road Dog's individual success, really comparatively to Billy Gunn, wasn't there. But the Road Dog had his WrestleMania moments. He had he defended the IC title at WrestleMania, I think it was. And he competed in that mid-card. And he didn't really hold the mid-card together, but he held his own. So I definitely... Well, no, I'm not saying he's bad. Okay. I never once said I can't, that. I can't once even say that I'm him saying and Marty Jannetty are in the group, same... Ooh. He was the one. He was... I don't want to say he was the weakest link, but... He was, you know, of all of them, he had the least amount of single success. Which is true. Probably on paper, that's going to be the fact. But the fact, the way that they did Degeneration X, you can't say that any of them were a weak link. They were all, they, no. were, all, they were all strong. And they were all yes. kept, kept strong throughout most of their shit, as was NW, the NWO at times, as was the Wolfpack at times. They were all strong. So, I don't know. I'm not, I no, no. Huh? Now, Rhodey, I, I love you, Rhodey. You, he's my dude, man. You, he's yes. tweeting me. He's tweeting me all the time. He's, he's great. I'm exaggerating. Um, and I would. There's quite a few people I would take him over. Oh, absolutely. You know, but that was a very popular group, if not the most popular group of the time. And if I had to choose someone that was considered the weak link, singles wise, right? I would. I would say it was him. He was always better in a group. Always right. better in a tag team. And it, it's also fair to say, if you at least put him and Billy Gunn together, Billy had the athleticism, a freak of an athlete, one of the best drop kicks ever, strength, power, athleticism, all that stuff. So Billy was going to be the guy that would have made the bigger star individually as opposed to what the Road Dog would have. So from that aspect, I absolutely agree with you. So if we had to rank them by any means from all the members who have ever been in D-Generation X, he would be towards the bottom, but... Let's be fair at who's at the very top, and at the same time, the booking was never going to make these people look weak at all. So, big roadie fan here, so you're not going to have me saying much bad about the dude. Shake, rattle, and roll. Here we go. Oh, you didn't know? I'm not saying anything bad about him. I'm just saying, you know, I'll say the same thing about the Nation of Domination. I'll go ahead and say, you know, D'Lo Brown. Brown D'Lo Brown, huh? Yeah. yeah. How'd you know I was going to? Yeah. Because it's fair. Yeah. But see, that's my point. I bring up Marty Jannetty. I bring up a group, and you can automatically pick out who would be the part. Because Mark Henry, no, he's no Marty Jannetty. Yep. Farouk was no Marty Jannetty for that group. Nope. You know, we've already brought him up, but that's different. Uh, you know, Owen Hart was part of the nation. Yeah, for a little bit. That's right. He was. Kama, Kama, Mustafa, Kama Mustafa was, was in there. He's he, a Hall of Famer. He, he had success well before the WWF back in, yes. I think, Smoky Mountain. Plus, he ran yes. the IC scene for a while. So, but plus, he was Papa Shango. 
Then he became the Godfather, and so, then the Good Father. A lot of stuff with him, but D'Lo, respectively, really only known as a European champion, of course. He was a tag team champion, too. But that European run, he's... I mean, for the limited time that European Championship was actually doing stuff in the WWE. Are you going to say that D'Lo Brown is the best European champion? Like, that's his claim to fame? No, I, I can't say that. And even that wouldn't be much of a claim. But yeah. um, that was his best time, I think, was running the European title scene. Here. It's not. But, I mean, the guy was a great in-ring performer, though. I loved watching him. He's my dude. But to compare him to the rest of the nation, No. Yeah. Are, are you anti D'Lo? Is that where this is going? I on? like D'Lo. Okay. I mean, sure, he, you know, almost killed Draws. Okay. Uh, he paralyzed them. He did paralyze him. Let's yeah. not. That's really yeah. negative. Okay. Uh, I'm not saying that that makes him a Marty Jannetty, but I don't think Marty Jannetty ever paralyzed a man. Okay. But, I mean. I'm just I'm just throwing it out. I just threw it out there. I didn't even think about D'Lo Brown beforehand, but I was just it popped in my head. Right. And I just threw it out. You know, we were talking about a big group, kind of like DX, and then mm -hmm. you have a group like Nation of Domination who was around at the same time. You have guys like The Rock. The Rock, yeah. you know, he's no Marty Jannetty. And part of this yeah, stems from our, our earlier conversation. We talked about stables many episodes ago, and our favorites and what yes, they're really used for because you bring up maybe lower mid-tier guys, guys who aren't going to have a lot of success by themselves. You put them in a group, and that can allow them to flourish, right? That's kind of the idea of what a stable can do. It can hide weaknesses. That's why you put people yes. in tag teams. It hides weaknesses and allows them to grow and get better. That's why you put Braun in the Wyatt family. Absolutely. A great example of that as well. So let's think about something a little bigger here. Let's talk about something bigger. Let's talk about the NWO, and there are – Oh, come on. There's 80,000 the Marty Jannettis in the NWO. Right. Let's be. So Dennis most, Rodman. Most of those people in NWO black and white or white and black, whichever you want to call it, a lot of those dudes never amounted to shit compared to Hogan and Nash, which are the only, I mean, major world champions that ran within that, right? So even Scott Hall isn't going to compare. He's not a Marty Jannetty, but he's not going to compare to the, sh the spotlight that went to Kevin Nash. Yeah. Um, so, what are you saying? Are you saying Scott Hall was the Marty Jannetty of the NWO? Was he not at least Mar that original? Was he, was he not the, the Marty Jannetty of the original and/or the Outsiders tag team? That's what I'm talking about. That original NWO core that was Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, Hulk Hogan, mm -hmm. and then the Giant was the next person added in. But you know that group right there. Ooh, man, you are really. Barking up quite the tree there, Bub. I am, and we are big Scott Hall fans. I was not expecting this. a great this. dude. Yes. Hall of Famer for this sure. Deservedly so. This is what we get because we start comparing people. But you have people. to think. He's – but here's the thing with that where I'll, I'll kind of re, rebuttal you on rebut you, uh, rebute, you know, whatever, however okay. the French call it. Sure. I don't know. They're retarded. Anyway, um – the thing about Scott Hall is that he's he said it in interviews before that he he didn't want championships. He he never felt that he needed championships right. to kind of solidify himself. He would just wanted to have fun with his yeah. friends. So I can't really call him like sure if we're going off of just resume, just stats alone, yes, without a doubt, Scott Hall is the Marty Jannetty of those three. Yep. So you have Hulk Hogan, K 
Kevin Nash. Those guys were multi-time world champions mm-hmm. uh, within WCW, even in WWF. Kevin Nash was WWF champion for 330 days or something like that. And then Hulk Hogan is, you know. He's Hulk Hogan, right. Yeah. I think he was a seven-time WWF champion or something like that at the end of the day. I don't know. We can to include his second run. Title. Yeah. yeah, that's that's what I'm counting. Something like that. Um, but yeah, Scott Hall never won a world championship. Nope. Great um, Intercontinental Champion. He was a great Intercontinental great champion, champion. Had some great. But I don't think a championship was ever something that he cared about. So it's not, and I wish it would have been because then he would be on everybody else's list a lot higher, like he is on at least mine, because. The dude was a freak of nature athletically. He could work in the ring. He knew what he was doing. And I think had it not been for guys like Nat, had he never been in the clique, for example, maybe, the dude might have been a fucking world champion times over. Because I'm not saying it was negative influence, but guys like Nash, they're going to get the star power, especially during that time, because he's seven foot. Yeah. So a guy like Scott Hall will always be on my underrated list. But at the same time, he's a Marty Jannetty-esque type player. When it comes to the stable he was in and the tag teams he was in. I agree with you, Bubs. That is a great point that you bring up. Could you imagine, um, and I just thought about this, could you imagine if Scott Hall would have stayed in WCW and hung out with uh, DDP? You know, he, he Let's say he didn't go to you know WWF and become Razor Ramon. And he okay. would have just stayed in WCW. Right. Could you imagine that run? I think D- DDP could have been... You know, great influence for him, and I think he could have possibly had a world heavyweight title run in WCW. No, you know, I mean, kind of, kind of be what Magnum TA was going to be before he, mm-hmm. you know, was tragically injured right. in that crash. So early, early WCW when he was hanging out underneath DDP, those two would have popped at the same exact time when DDP was getting his run, like Goldberg era ninety eight, ninety nine type stuff. Scott Hall is going to be right yeah. in that same exact category going up for that that world title against other people. Like, I mean, he's going to battle DDP probably in feuds and shit like that. So absolutely, if the landscape had changed, if the situation were one, one step different, Scott Hall is in the argument for these great world champions of all times, times over, like like Goldberg's. Like everyone that we consider world champions that are some of the best of their era, he's going to be in that WCW era, which... You know, it doesn't compare a lot to WWF because they fucking failed. But he's going to be a step up. <laughs> they did fail. Yeah. <laughs> Could, or is WCW the or is ECW the Marty Jannetty of the of the big three <laughs> of the Monday Night Wars? Man, I don't know because that's a good question. Whose coattails right? were they riding off of? Because WCW and Everybody's. WWE were the tag team going against each other. WCW, yes. who the fuck are they? Are they the ref? What are they doing? ECW, they were the they mm-hmm. were the lumberjack. They were the lumberjacks outside, but they were fighting yes. each other. That's who ECW was. Yeah, they were. Oh, Jesus Christ! So ECW. I mean, there. there's so many there's so many great examples out there that we can think of for Marty Janetti's. And you know what? I'm sorry, Marty, that we're kind of putting you out there like that. It's not personal. But, um, this the, it is personal is it? because you did nothing outside of being a rocker. You were trash. Ooh. This is completely personal on my part. Um, I compare all terrible tag team partners to you. 
Just so you know, in case you're listening, uh, which <laughs> I doubt it because I don't think you're one of our you know, 12 not, listeners. He is not a listener. Uh, unless you're that you know random outlier from Florida. And you know, go fuck yourself. Give us that Marty. download, though. Keep us downloading. Yeah, keep, I hope you subscribe. <laughs> Automatic you can go downloads. to Google Play, Stitcher, Stitcher Radio, <laughs> uh, Stitcher Radio, iTunes, Marty. You just you click that subscribe button. You like us, and boom. How about you? So make a make a good review for us, Marty. You know, and, and maybe we'll stop talking about how shitty you were. Cut him off there. So, Bubs, let me change the angle real quick before we start <laughs> cutting the segment off here. Yes. So let's look to the future. In, in five years. The tag teams that are happening now or have happened most Jason recently. Jordan. Okay, let no, me finish sorry, my question yeah, and then yeah. you can answer. So the tag teams that are happening now or happened most recently, who's going to yes. be the Marty Jannettis of those groups and why? You said Jason Jordan. So Gable is going to be the world champ or in the spotlight. He will be because Jason Jordan is a charisma vacuum. He uh, And if you are a um, intellectual vacuum... What I mean by charisma vacuum is that Jason Jordan has none, and nor nor will anyone, you know, ever claim that he has any kind of charisma. Okay. He just doesn't. Okay. But Chad Gable is the complete opposite. The guy's relatable. He's funny. He's got great timing. Really good. Um, really good in the ring. And he 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 should he should be the one in Jason Jordan's shoes right he now. He should be the son. If the, yes. If the age has added up. If the age, just if you lie about his age, if you lie about it his all age, works. you make it work. Give me some kayfabe <laughs> on that, Vince. Okay. okay. Um. Let's see. Who else would well, we? Let me bring up. Uh, so, uh, Mojo Raleigh and uh, Zach. Ah, uh, they're are both Marty Jannetty. going to be? <laughs> <laughs> they're both. Let's. I'm not even. I don't even want to acknowledge that question. Big Cass is going to be a champ within five years, right? Oh, so and there's oh. no, but there's no way Enzo can be a, a Marty Janetti. No, I don't think either of them can be considered Janetti's. Um, I guess it all depends on what happens with Cass. If okay. Cass can live up to his huge potential that we see yes. in him, then yeah, neither of them could be considered because Amore's already done more than what kind of we expected out of him, Absolutely. being a cruiserweight champion, um, kind of leading the 205 live. Um, so. And I don't think that's going to stop anytime soon. So I don't think either of them can be considered. The one that I want to be considered in five years when we do this again, I want Eric Rowan to be the absolute best Marty Jannetty of all time. So please, God, <laughs> can we... What, what, what that means is that Luke Harper Luke. needs to... And I love Luke Harper. Love he is so, And he has gotten into phenomenal shape. I love the Bludgeon Brothers. They're going to be huge. The crowd is eating it up. If you listen to the crowd reactions, they're loving the Bludgeon Brothers just because they go out there and that's what they do. They bludgeon. They right, just, just destroy people. Let's get it. I, I just want, I love that, it, I want that to happen. I don't know if it will, I think, but that's my dream. I think that's another group that we could say they're both kind of Genetis. I mean, in all honesty, I don't want it to happen because I love Luke Harper. Put the icy title on him again. Yeah, again, yeah. Uh, but... Yeah, oof, I don't know about those two. Um, let's see. Ooh, I think the Fashion Police. I think in five years we're going to be talking yeah. about that group. Fondango will be the champ of that group. You think so? I think so too. I mean, he's so good. There's such a, he has such a look. The potential so and the look he has, 
the fact that they started his career by having him beat Chris Jericho at a WrestleMania means a lot, but they didn't do shit with it. No. So whether or not and they I decide to do anything with it. this police thing has been the career renaissance that he needed. And if you watch Southpaw Regional Wrestling, Oof. he is so good. He's, God, he's running that table <laughs> up there with John Cena, huh? <laughs> oh, his character is so good. And again, again, he's one of those guys that we hope that um, Gorgeous becomes mm, the, the marginality of that group. And he's a talented dude. No, because I like – Then again, Marty Jannetty was a talented guy too. He was talented, right, but he didn't become yeah. shit. So maybe we can just get – But the difference is Tyler Breeze has the charisma that Marty Jannetty didn't have. But is that all I mean, it takes, though? Yes, it does. Uh, okay. Because Marty Jannetty didn't have any, and I don't like him Yeah. as a person. Maybe Xavier Woods becomes a Marty Jannetty. No. Are you kidding me? No. Tell me no. what you're going to accomplish. Outside of None the tag of those, team shit. Neither Ooh. of Listen to me. I said no, aside you from the tag your, team shit, you explain Shut yourself. your mouth. Listen to me. I'm speaking into the mic right now. That means you listen. No one in that group will be considered a Marty Jannetty. The New Day are too good. There is absolutely zero way. You're so biased. <laughs> this is garbage. Biased. Are you kidding me? If anybody, it's going to be Kofi, but you, it can't be Kofi because he's already accomplished nope, stuff. Can't be Kofi now. So what it's going to be neither accomplished. What has Xavier done? He's going to be, at the very least, an IC champion. He won't. A United States champion. He won't. Big E are going to wrestle for the Universal title. Oh, no. Because <laughs> Big E's going to run that 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 main event scene. Yeah, I'm waiting for Big E to take off within the next year. That'd be good to see. And Kofi's already said once the New Day's done, he's he's done. He should retire soon. That, that's legitimate. But I don't. you're not going to get anything out of, out of Xavier Woods. He's going to continue to be a mouthpiece. He might make himself down to 205 Live <clears throat> and do something down there. But what he's does that actually mean? Be. He can cut down. We'll figure it out. Uh, have like a Matt Hardy style. Uh, oh yeah, cut the weight. weight. Cutting. Ooh, was the so Hardy good. boys. Which of those two oh, is the Marty? Man. None of them. That's right. Neither. But I would say Matt. I would say Matt too. Yeah. If he didn't have that TNA run where he was Money Matt Hardy as the TNA <laughs> champion and then became Broken Matt Hardy, he would definitely be no, the Marty Genetti. Those two are way too talented. But so. he definitely saved his career with Money Matt Hardy and Broken Matt Hardy, and now uh, Woken. Now he's going to be woken. I'm so excited to see how they fuck it up. Ugh. That 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 segment with Bray was pretty good. It was fucking too. hilarious. <laughs> Matt's so good. He's yeah. he's insane. I love it. Good. Lita is the love, Marty Jannetty. Love it. Lita was the Marty Jannetty. Although she's like the second greatest woman's wrestler of all time. <laughs> <laughs> no chance, Dale. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you got no chance. <laughs> no chance in hell. But yeah, so I think this has been a fun talk, talking Marty Janetti. Yep. You know? This is probably the least our most we'll ever talk about Marty Janetti ever again. So he'll never come up in another episode, so we needed to get him in here now. He deserves recognition as a rocker, yes. and then it ends when he goes through the glass. So that's it. And we would love to hear who you think are Marty Janetti's. Uh, to include Marty Janetti himself, if you Marty, want to let us him, know, but please hit us up on Twitter and Facebook at CAE Wrestling for Twitter and just search collar and the and sign, the ampersand, you hit shift seven, 
collar and elbow wrestling on on Facebook and tell us who your favorite Marty Jannetty or who a Marty Jannetty is and tell us what you else you want to hear us talk about on this crazy ridiculous fan created fan made fan growing show which is collar and elbow wrestling yeah we, we had a lot of you good, guys we had a lot of good downloads last week we the week have. before from from Hawaii really like that from Texas from a couple other places as well so we need to hit all the states bubs that's what we need we're getting there I'm going to start uh, tagging all these people from random states and telling you to download okay. our shit. All right. Great Let's idea. go to Dakotas and Wyoming. Get yes. That, I think I think our big market is is up in that just that northern, yes. you know, Wyoming, North Dakota, South Dakota, you know. Let's hit them up. Let's go on a tour. You know, that's what we should do. Live tour. We're, we're going to hit you guys up in like 10 years whenever, you know, I'm running my own store. Anyway. Just hit us up on those. So hit us up on the socials. Let us know who Marty Janetti is. Let us know what you want to hear us talk about, and just go out and download. Tell your friends about us. Let's grow this thing together. Because you know what, we do this for the love of wrestling, and together we can all make wrestling great again. See you guys later.